Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. The other day, I turned off my TV and flipped open my computer. I went to Google and I opened up the search engine app, began to type in the words, I have a dream. I wanted to revisit the famous speech that Dr. King so eloquently recited standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. in 1963. That was 57 years ago. And as I began to read, I began to reimagine that day and the pride and hope that black Americans and many white Americans shared on that day to witness someone standing up, speaking and articulating a heartfelt dream in such a way that it was clear and detailed. And it made people feel that it was real and possible. That day, millions of people sat at home. Thousands stood in the front of the Lincoln Memorial and hundreds stood standing behind King witnessing a rewrite of history. From that day on, little black boys and little white girls would live peacefully together in perfect harmony, erasing 400 years of slavery, racism, and bigotry. Finally, America understood how the injustices of the past was no longer acceptable or tolerable. Finally, equality and justice had its day, and the world no longer saw division by skin color or by any other biases. Finally, we all became equal. We were all one. The end. Wasn't that a beautiful story? Now I'm sure I don't have to tell you, but that's actually not how the story ended at all. However, that is the version that many of us read and learned about in our history books growing up in school. Once a year, one month in February, and after we had read the story together as, as a class and we had recited the speech, we were asked to place our history books in the desk and join hands as we celebrated not Black History Month, but Brotherhood Month. Now fast forward, 57 years later, the actual story goes a little something like this. Five years after the I Have a Dream speech, civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated while standing on a balcony in Memphis the year is now 2020 and riots are breaking out all over America. Social media sites are filled with racist memes and hateful statuses. Friends who once grew up in that same classroom sitting side by side reading the I Have a Dream speech in unison are now replying, retweeting, and sharing the words of the U.S. Commander-in-Chief that says, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Directly underneath their former classmates' I can't breathe statuses. How in the world did we end up here? What did we miss in Dr. King's speech that has kept us from decoding and unlocking the reality of that dream still nearly six decades later? We have witnessed so much this past week, so much that at times it has become overwhelming. My heart breaks as I watch the news, riots and protests breaking out all over the country, innocent children being pepper sprayed for holding signs. In one month, we have seen black men who look just like me chased down while they jog through the streets. Men of color being falsely accused and having police call to them for politely asking fellow citizens to obey park rules. Lastly, men of color being handcuffed and forced to the ground and having a knee forced into their neck while suffocating to death by officers who were 
put in positions to protect and serve. As shocking as this sounds, this is nothing new to those of darker pigmentation. In this country, the murder of George Floyd was just a harsh reminder that all lives may matter, but not all lives are yet equal. The other day I sat with my two-year-old son watching the news. As I sat holding my two-year-old son on my lap, my eyes began to fill with tears. You see, this moment took me back 30 years ago when I was only three years old, and I was sitting in the exact same position on my father's lap as my son was sitting in mine. My father and I watched the Rodney King beating and L.A. riots together. While part of me feels like my son doesn't understand what he saw, I can't be so sure. Because I vividly remember at three years old watching the news that night, thinking, what did that man do so wrong to deserve all of that? Never in a million years that I think I would have to give the same speech my grandfather gave my father and my father gave me with my son. 30 years later, I can't describe the panic attack that I had as I tried to fight off the image of my boy one day being forced to lie face down and defenseless in a position similar to that of George Floyd, screaming out to me as he took his last breath. Or me coming home after a long day of work and finding out that my son lay across the street in grass next to a bag of Skittles and a Snapple because some guy thought he looked suspicious and decided to pursue and fight him just because. Or for me to buy my son a cap gun because he wants to one day be a police officer, but one day he decides to take it outside in front of the yard and pretend to shoot at imaginary targets and end up being shot to death by an officer. While I don't condone rioting and looting and, or violence by any stretch of the imagination, I must say I understand the pain and the frustration that many are feeling because I feel it too. As Dr. King once said, rioting is the language of the unheard, the unheard language of those who feel as if they have run out of options when peaceful protesting goes ignored, when kneeling during the national anthem on one knee in the NFL to show solidarity for those discriminated against and who having lost their lives get split and called anti-American, when standing silently with your hands up wearing a sign that says hands up, don't shoot, goes ignored, the voiceless lose faith in humanity and begin to vent in destructive ways. We are literally at a crossroads in this country. The moment in time is sensitive. Future generations will be determined by what we say and model in front of them during this moment. They are watching every video, reading every post and listening to every table conversation. Racism and prejudice are learned behaviors. The reason the country is where it is today is because misinformation, hate, violence, and destruction has been passed on like family heirlooms from both black and white cultures. We are not enemies. We fight not against the flesh, but against evil spirits and wickedness in high places. The power of God in Jesus Christ is stronger than any Fox, CNN, or media outlet. Don't let camera angles or Facebook posts, Instagram stories, or Twitter rants cause us to continue the broken and repetitive patterns we have adopted for centuries. It is time to shift the consciousness of the world, to see that even through turmoil, love conquers all. So I get it, the frustration is real, the pain is real, 
And I want to tell you to feel all of it. Don't try to suppress it. Feel all of it. Don't let it consume you to the point where we lose the ability to hear and empathize with one another. We are the generation to break free and put racism on notice. However, it has to be done together in an organized and strategic way because without it, we don't just burn down buildings. We burn down the future of humanity with our children still locked inside. Don't let us be the generation of America, black or white, rich or poor, who repeat the cycle. We can change the narrative, but it has to be decoded together. When the world is at its darkest, it's when the light can be seen the brightest. Will you burn your light? Will you let the world see the love that you have on the inside? I know you're upset. I know you're angry. I know you were tired and frustrated. I am too, but this is not the time to lose your head. This is the time to be everything God created you to be. This is the time for you to be light and darkness. So while I woke up discouraged the other morning due to the news of the murder of George Floyd, by the end of the day, I ended up laying down encouraged and hopeful from what I witnessed. And what I witnessed that day was the world and many of my white brothers and sisters step out of their comfort zone and speak up and speak out against racism in larger numbers than I had ever seen in the past by using their influence and in social media platforms and bodies to make a much needed statement while asking the question, what can we do to help? You see, the historical black man's plight has become America's agenda. So all of my friends who are watching the news and seeing all of the injustice happening to a group of people and are asking the questions, what can we do to help? What can I do in this moment? I wanna give you a list of things that you can do to help fight against racism and violence and discrimination against your fellow man. The first thing you can do is keep the conversation going. Don't see the injustices and turn your head as though you don't see it. Don't allow it, this, this moment to only last for a few days and then disappear because there's another a news story to be covered. Don't let this die. Continue to have this conversation when you're sitting in rooms and you hear people saying things that you know aren't correct or you know that aren't right or you know that is prejudice and racist. Make sure that you speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves in the moment. Secondly, I want you to educate yourself. Educate yourself on all people, not just black people, but people who are different from you. Learn their culture, learn uh, their history, learn the things that they've had to endure. When we learn each other's history, we have a better understanding of why certain cultures do what they do, why they believe what they believe. Don't just dismiss it as ignorant a problem or being angry or being a violent, understand why behaviors turn into what they become. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to sign the color of change petition. The petition calls on Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry to do a few things. One of them is to block the involved police officers who participated in the murder of George Floyd from receiving their pensions. And the second thing that it does is it bans them from ever becoming police officers ever again. It also calls on the county attorney, Mike Freeman, to immediately charge the officers with murder 
You can sign the petition by texting the message Floyd to the number 55156. The fourth thing you can do is make your voice be heard. Utilize every platform that you have, social media, text message, video, YouTube, whatever you have to use your voice, Instagram Live. Let your friends who have remained silent on this topic speak. Tell the story of those who can't speak for themselves. Help your friends understand that this does not just affect one group of people. Dr. King once said that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Number five, donate. There are many organizations that fight against discrimination, that fight against uh, the mistreatment of people of color and just people, period. Find causes to donate and give to. Number six, protest peacefully. Not riot, not loot, not cause a disturbance, but find people that you connect with that are protesting and, and finding ways to do it creatively without causing havoc or destruction. And most importantly, number seven, don't avoid the discomfort you're feeling. I know it may be uncomfortable, it may be a challenge to look back on how you once thought, the opinions that you once had, the belief that you once had about groups of people who didn't look like you. Feel those feelings, feel that discomfort, and look inward and find ways to become better, to believe better, to love people more, to be more sensitive and sincere about the plights of others. While it's going to take more than a post, a podcast, and a question to resolve racism and bigotry, it's most definitely a start and shift in the right direction. These small gestures that I've witnessed some of my white friends and friends who do not share the same color pigmentation as me make this week has restored my faith in the future. It's because of what I've witnessed this past week that I still believe in the dream Martin spoke of. It's possible. And again, we are the generation to do it. Listen, I love you, and I'm your biggest fan. And until next time, continue to decode your greatness.